Hello, world. Hey, world. Hello, world. Welcome to Hello, world. The future is female. Welcome back to the second episode of Bella's Books. This month, I'm reviewing Make Time, How to Focus on What Matters Every Day by Jake Knapp and John Zeratsky. Now, this is not your typical productivity book. I mean, I thought this from the title when I purchased it, but what I learned when reading this was that productivity is more of the idea of trying to do something more efficiently, adding to your schedule, really overbooking yourself. But this book doesn't go over how to maximize your time necessarily. It's more about how to rewire your day or even create a framework to make more time for the things that you love or want to prioritize, like your family, learning a language, starting a business, volunteering, whatever it really is. And so before I go into my favorite key insights or strategies from the book, I do want to provide a almost framework make time revolves around. Have you ever made a list of things that you need to get done or want to get done and then the list of I'll do this someday? Have you ever really gotten to those things on the someday list? I know that I have not or if I have, maybe one out of the 10 things on that list. And so the reason why we're not getting to those is because we're not prioritizing them. They're not the to-do now list. Luckily, Make Time provides a bunch of strategies on how we can turn those someday things into items we're accomplishing in the now. Alright, so let's dive into the actual content. There are two main things taking up most of your time. The busy bandwagon and the idea of infinity pools. The busy bandwagon is that feeling that you need to fill your time with something productive. Honestly, this is extremely relatable. Even just being in school, or even I can imagine in the workplace environment, if you aren't doing something productive 24-7, or you're not matching your colleague or your peer, you might feel behind or even almost lazy. And so that need to overbook your schedule so that it can either match someone else's or just look more productive is actually not helping you in any way. The next thing competing for your time, if you will, are called infinity pools. These are basically the apps like Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Netflix, all of these things that can be refreshed. They're the things that make you want to come back for more. So these two inhibitors really go hand in hand. The bandwagon is the need to fill your schedule with meetings or other tasks. But when you're done with that and you've done all of those almost priority items, infinity pools are there to distract you with mindless watching of TV or scrolling through social media. These two time-wasting techniques are a full-time job and, you know, consequently, you end up with no time for the things that you actually want to prioritize. So now that we've gotten the background information of why you aren't able to accomplish all of the things on your to-do list, I want to talk about the actual techniques or tips Jake and John suggest to try. I do want to point out that there are many, many strategies in there. You don't have to necessarily use every single one i suggest trying them all but know that even the authors don't find every single technique work for them and so really this book is compiled of a bunch of strategies on how you can prioritize your day and really make the most out of your time but it's so versatile which is really why i like it because if you're a morning person there's strategies for that but if you're a night person there's also things you can get out of there so really this book is an amazing read and i suggest um, you definitely look into it also side note i want to note that the reason i bought this book was because of jake knapp and john zaratsky's background 
They both worked at Google Ventures and even designed some of the most used apps like Gmail or even YouTube. So coming from jobs where they're so densely saturated, I guess, with the internet and making a book about almost how to get off of social media, I thought that was a really interesting take and they would provide a great perspective. So if that appeals to you, I would definitely look into the book as well. Like I said, I really wanted to apply these into my own life as I was reading and even see maybe some of the results after. And so I really looked at my day and thought about the thing that was taking up most of my time and luck would have it, it was the infinity pools. And so I looked at my screen time and I really wanted to fix that. So it was around four to five hours per day. And so I really wanted to fix this and apply some of the techniques in this book. And so I really recommend this book because I've tried these techniques and they do work. After around three weeks of a little bit of inconsistency and a gradual shift to only 15 minutes of social media per day, I was able to cut down my screen time by a few hours, a definite plus for me. All right, you're probably wondering, stop talking, Isabella. What are these techniques provided in the book, making it so that I was able to get my screen time down to nearly one and a half hours per day on average? So there are four categories to make time in your day. The first is your highlight. Choose one highlight of your day that you want to prioritize. Have you ever asked yourself, like, what did I do today? Or, you know, the typical get in the car question where your mom asks, what was your favorite part of your day? Yeah, that would be your highlight, okay? Before reading this book, I knew I was accomplishing a lot of tasks, but they didn't really mean anything to me. Or in other words, I was just going with the flow of my day. For some people, this might work, but when I really sat down every morning to pick that one thing I wanted to get done, when I accomplished that, the almost initial satisfaction really boosted my energy levels and made me want to complete more tasks instead of just completing one item and then looking back on my to-do list and seeing 30 more things that I need to get done. So how do you find your highlight? The first thing you can do is do it based on urgency. This is kind of like your deadline thing. Obviously, the things that are going to be due tonight, you're going to want to prioritize over the things that are due maybe in three weeks. The second is satisfaction. This one is basically the idea that Just do whatever you want to do. It's a great time to maybe start a project on that maybe someday list. I really like this quote. You only waste time if you are not intentional about how you spend it. For me, this quote was really almost revolutionary, if you will, with how I really approached my time and really time management. Because I used to think that like, oh, I'm going to these someday list items but i'm just wasting my time right now but or i'm joining a club but this is not really going to help me in anything i'm just doing it for fun but that's exactly why i should be in it i shouldn't be in it necessarily to get into an organization or maybe just get a good grade or something like that right it should be if i'm enjoying my time there then i'm never wasting my time okay so now that you have your highlight in mind Let's say mine was recording this episode, right? I still need to make time for that. Of the many tips provided in this section of the book, my favorite was actually inserting it into my Google agenda. This just makes it so that I have a specific time when I want to get stuff done and it's not just lingering in the dark abyss of my head. 
Another thing I really liked about this book were the diagrams and the visual aspect. I'm definitely a visual learner, so the Google Agenda section, Zeratskin now provided a typical day in their life on Google Agenda pasted into the page. So it was really easy for me to really cross-apply my typical day and see almost where I was overbooking myself, not booking myself, if that makes sense, and where I can really schedule my day to make it look like theirs, but also work for my life. That kind of flows into my next point here about planning out your day. I loved the diagrams, like I said, but at first I was thinking, I probably can't do this. I can't micromanage my time, but that's when I realized that might be my problem. The book says, a structured day creates freedom. I used to say, I wish there were more hours in the day. I just don't have time for everything. But after I evaluated a typical day in my life, I realized a lot of it was spent thinking about what I should do next. And then in turn, it led to me wasting either more time creating a plan in the moment for what I needed to accomplish or spending too much time on one thing because I didn't really have a set block and even not getting to the things that I needed to actually get done or wanted to. By writing out my schedule, or more detailed than before at least, I have a map in my mind of what my plans are for the day and how much time I should allot for that. I think my favorite part of this day planning almost is that it's not solidified once you write it in. I used to think that if I make a plan and don't stick to one thing, everything preceding that one event that it's off is just down the drain. And so I realized that as my plans change, I can reschedule these events in my day. And over time, as I consistently do this, I'll see what times work the best for me and when I should schedule them to work for a typical day in my life. For example, I've always gone to bed pretty early compared to most of my friends, like around 10 or 10.30. So I knew that my day started between 6 a.m. and 10.30 p.m. I intentionally learned to leave the boring and easy stuff around 10 or 9.30 because my brain was really drained and not as sharp since I'm a morning person. And so once I realized my body clock worked best around these times, I figured out what time was best for me to do my homework, which was around 4 or 5 or 7 to 9. As far as scheduling the morning, this wasn't that hard for me because I just go to school, so that's kind of already in there for me, but I was still able to schedule out what I did during lunch times, in the morning when I got to school early, and any almost breaks. This made it so that I'm more focused during the day in my classes and didn't really feel the impulsivity to check my email or grab my phone to look at Instagram because I already have something that I'm supposed to do in that time. There's never time where I'm just waiting for something to happen. The next thing I want to bring up is trying to change to be a morning person. Now for me, I've always liked waking up in the morning instead of staying up late, but I'm bringing this point up because I really like how the book shows almost how it's so versatile for everybody. Like I mentioned earlier, Jay-Z is a morning person. So his section in this book was about how to maximize or optimize your mornings for your highlight. But on the other hand, Nap was a night owl. So consequently, his tactics were about how to maximize your nights. Both ended up with the same outcome of getting enough sleep, which is why Either way, if you really insist on staying up later, you can still end up with getting enough sleep. It's just that you do your highlight at night instead of in the morning. So now that you have your highlight picked 
and you have a time for when you're accomplishing it, you really need to focus during this time slot or you're really not going to get it done, obviously. So this section is called laser mode. In other words, it's making time and ensuring you complete the highlight chosen. And so a few ways to minimize your distractions, I say minimize because we can't get rid of distraction forever, would be my all-time favorite one. Would be number one, having a distraction-free phone. Removing these infinity full removing these infinity pools from your phone seems like it would solve most of your problems because the option to click even that app is not there and both jake and jay-z did this in 2012 and they claim to be much happier and like i said they have a lot of these diagrams or screenshots almost of their phones in these in in the book and when i tell you their phone is bare I mean, their home screen literally has nothing on it, basically. <laughs> There's pretty much the only the necess- necessary apps like Call, Text, Google Agenda, Music Reminders, or Google Maps. That's pretty much it. For me, this seems a little bit much, so maybe one day I can have a fully distraction-free phone. But at the moment, I think I can still reset my defaults while having a few more apps compared to them. The next tactic would be to leave your device behind. This one was definitely a grand slam for me. I was able to do this one 100%, didn't need to make any not modifications to it. I know a lot of people who have the default of going to eat and watching a YouTube video, listening to an audiobook, or basically not interacting with people at the dinner table. And so after reading this book, I really wanted to make a habit of being more intentional with my time and spending more time with my family. And so my entire family has completely dropped bringing our phones to the dinner table or even sometimes when we go out even for a walk or to lunch. Normally one of us will have a phone just in case there's an emergency, but overall none of, we don't use that phone because it's just, like I said, in case someone needs to call us for an emergency. The third technique I would use is stop the morning check-in. This one is basically the idea when you wake up and you just want to look at those notifications right away. Not only does this set you into almost a bad mindset for the day because you're looking at other people's lives and not really focusing on your own the minute you wake up, but you're you're not able to really take time in the morning, have a peaceful wake up and relax. So I stopped looking at my phone right when I woke up. I only looked at it obviously to turn my alarm off. But other than that, I really wouldn't use any apps on my phone until lunch on school days or at least one o'clock on the weekends. Of course, if I got a text, I would usually reply. But as far as checking Instagram or any notifications like that, I didn't really do that until then. So the third thing you need to achieve or completely your complete your highlight would be to have some energy this idea is that you'll be able to pursue more highlights instead of being fatigued and feeling wasted almost at the end of the day and so the first step here is really to take care of your body and mind now when i bought this book i thought it would not even go into the realm of almost mental health peace quiet and even fitness but really it's a big part of this book now that i've read this wonderful masterpiece i have realized the importance and the role it really plays into your success no matter if you are an athlete or someone really dedicated to a work environment we live in a world where technology is so readily accessible to us and we can literally do everything we need from our bed which i guess is not really healthy at all because we do not even need to move a muscle (laughs) 
But a great tip on to keep your mindset positive and almost optimistic would be to interact with people. Obviously, this is a little bit hard because of COVID precautions, but human connection is necessary on any level, even if that is just through Zoom. It is better than just sitting around and watching YouTube videos and not communicating with anybody. And so I really encourage you, if you can, find maybe one person in your neighborhood or your friend group to talk to you once in a while or really, like I said, find that time at home with your family members or your loved ones to just talk to them about your day, any plans for the future, and really try to dive deep into getting to know them better because tomorrow is never promised and I think that's definitely something I learned from this pandemic and so really just taking advantage of that time there and not being sucked into these infinity pools that are always pulling you from reality and really just I guess stopping to smell those roses is really important as far as any physical exercise to really keep your body energized to accomplish your highlight nap and Zaretsky recommend around a 20 minute workout every day consistency is key here okay now we all know what happens when we set unrealistic expectations the moment it gets too hard or too much we give up oftentimes but by setting something that does not really require that much time you're more likely to do it and then once you kind of build up that consistency you'll be able to maybe try longer workouts harder workouts whatever really works for your lifestyle If you're wondering what exercises to do that can maybe take 20 minutes, the book actually provides a seven-step workout. But if you don't really like to go to the gym or do push-ups, try pounding the pavement, aka going for more walks. This one has definitely been my favorite technique to boosting my energy and even mood, especially when I don't necessarily want to sweat that much that day or don't really have time. I'm super tired. Going for a walk always helps me just kind of reconnect to reality, like I said, and just kind of stay in the moment. I particularly enjoy walking because of the movement and relaxing aspect to it. It's almost like it's my me time. I'll often listen to music, an audiobook, or my favorite activity is actually FaceTiming my friends. This is when I really try to connect with people. So as far as mental health, This has definitely been, I think, in past years, I guess, not really normalized, I think. It's been something that is not a priority to most people. A lot of people think it's just physical health and being physically fit, but it really goes beyond that, and it all starts with your mind. And so I really appreciate how this book really talks about techniques and even provides apps on how you can stay mentally healthy. So they provide a few ways to tricking your mind into meditating or really taking that time to take care of your mental state. Now, if you're thinking, I don't have time to sit in one place with my eyes shut and go, hum, that's what I thought too. But that's just one way of meditating, okay? This book provides a few ways to meditate. First of all, start with a short amount of time, like three minutes. It's a low commitment. You don't really need to sit on the ground with the lights off like a monk or have all these candles going. Feel free to meditate on the bus, at the park, in the car, really wherever you can just take a moment of peace. They also provide a few apps that can help you with meditation that you can check out in the book. One of my favorites has been Oak. It's a free app and it's just a great meditating tool that I use 
pretty much every day, if not every other day. And so the final step to really ensuring you have your best days is to reflect at the end of each day. You can do this on just a sticky note, notebook, computer, on your phone, really whatever is easiest for you. I talked about the power of reflection in a blog post I recently did and also in the previous Bella's Books episode, I believe. And so taking a few notes before you go to bed can actually really center you and make sure you're, like I said, stopping to smell those roses, if you will. Really taking the time to be present in the moment, not really trying to say what's next, what's next, you know, or living in the past almost. Really just focusing on, did I accomplish my highlight? Am I satisfied with that? And what do I even want my highlight to be the next day? I know for me, this almost winding down ritual helps prepare me for the next day because I go to bed in a happy mood and so I'm almost waking up ready to accomplish my highlight. But it also makes ensures that I am satisfied with the things that I've done each day and it makes me remember the moments and the days more because I feel like when we don't really reflect or we kind of just live day by day and day by day without really thinking of what we accomplished, we forget a lot of this a lot of this time that is really the most valuable and so I feel like reflecting and really taking the time to like I said center yourself is is a key component into having better days so that's it for this episode of Bella's books overall I definitely recommend you reading or even listening to this on audible it's a really a great book with a lot of insight This is definitely a book that I will keep using the tactics and I also really like how it's really applicable to everybody. So no matter what, at what stage you're at in life, this book can definitely be applied to your own life and hopefully optimize your days. Make sure to stay tuned for the next episode of Bella's Books, which is coming out next month. That's it for today's episode. Remember to stay positive, stay inspired, and change the world. Bye everyone. Thank you.